0: And I'm telling you, when I looked at it in that telescope last night, I nearly cried.
1: <laughs> I nearly wept.
0: <laughs> I nearly wept at the beauty of the cratered surface of our moon, our majestic moon.
1: <laughs> majestic.
0: She's beautiful. Ten, nine. Ignition sequence starts. Six, five. You're listening to I Need Some
1: Space. The moon. The
0: moon. The moon. We're gonna talk about it. Look out. Yeah. Here, I had some misconceptions about the moon that I feel like an absolute idiot for having right now.
1: Well, you should, you know.
0: (laughs) Did you know? Uh, Again, I sound dumb, but like, I thought the moon rises at night and sets in the morning.
1: Like it physically moves?
0: No, like I thought you see it at night. Yeah. And then you don't see it in the day. But sometimes I feel like you like
1: that's, do- that's pretty accepted. Yeah, that's pretty accepted well, as that's the truth.
0: not true at all. What? It's up during the day just as much as it's up during the night. Really? Sometimes it doesn't come up at night at all. There's different <laughs> I swear, <laughs> there's different moonrise and set times each day. Yeah. Depending on where the Earth is in its orbit and the rotation of the Earth, where the moon is compared to the sun, like, it will come up and down at different times. Okay. It's, I I didn't know that.
1: I didn't know that the moon was still up during the day. I really thought we, like, moved away from it. You couldn't see it, you know?
0: This is going to be hard (laughs) because it's it's, like, very... The only exam that I ever failed in my life was a test about the phases of the moon. Really? And it was a very straightforward exam of like label these phases of the moon. And I just flipped them backwards. So I got every single one wrong. Idiot. I I felt like an idiot. And so now I feel like I know the phases of the moon, but I'm scared I'm doing the same thing. I'm just going to flip them.
1: You know what, even if you do flip them, we'll just, we'll re-record, we'll edit over it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, I I mean, first we'll talk about, and I'm wondering how much you know about the moon from like a spiritual standpoint.
1: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, uh, There's definitely a link. The moon, spiritually speaking, is feminine energy, Mm. right? Um. And uh I think a full moon definitely carries with it a lot of power. I definitely have trouble sleeping when there's a full moon. Um, spiritually, I don't know that much about the moon. I don't really identify with it uh, yeah, I mean, it controls the tides, which is definitely something
0: yeah. no, I feel like the feminine energy is what I was trying to get at like I just. Yeah. Even i feel like in-
1: women women generally do feel a very strong connection towards the moon or not just women let me not generalize by gender but people who are more in touch with their feminine aspects are definitely feel a strong connection towards the moon
0: yes yeah like witches
1: which the moon is a big deal for witches it is. That I know for a fact i've been to many many a full moon ceremony really when my mother was pregnant with me and about to burst she had all of her closest lady friends and they did like a full moon drumming ceremony and she invoked blessings and you know wow. gifts to my life, yeah.
0: See, that sounds so fun to me.
1: Yeah, it, it is fun. This scar that I have on my wrist is um, from a full moon ceremony on the beach that I was at with this Cherokee medicine woman and she was burning sage and beating a drum and a piece of sage was caught in the ocean breeze and scarred me on my wrist.
0: What does the scar look like?
1: It's just a straight line. And it is one of the only scars that I have left on my body that you can still really see. Because I got them all when I was younger. Wow. So, the moon. (laughs) So,
0: the moon is powerful. No, I I was watching 90 Day Fiance. And, uh, oh, sorry, maybe it was married at first sight. One of those, but one of the ladies was like a secret witch and she made her new husband do this full moon ceremony. But all it was, was like lighting some candles and she put a glass of water outside overnight. Because okay. it's, and I did read about this and like when I was looking into witchcraft over quarantine because you know, that's, it was the time to explore. Yeah. So um, if you put a glass of water outside under a full moon and like get the moon reflected in the water it's supposed to charge the water and then when you drink it in the morning you get all the power of the moon but i also feel like if you leave a glass of water outside overnight
1: that's (laughs) what i was thinking you're gonna leave an open container of liquid outside at night i just see like like, raccoons
0: like coming up and sticking their little paws in it (laughs) A bug landing in it, someone coughing in Florida,
1: in Florida, you would wake up There would be like 12 drowned cockroaches
0: <laughs> Yes
1: You can't You can't leave anything outside here It's a hostile environment
0: But maybe in Brooklyn, I'll give it a shot I'll put it out on my fire escape you're
1: in Brooklyn, you're gonna find just like a rat Chilling in the cup
0: I'll you know? make. <laughs> Bathing in the light of the moon
1: It's gonna give you like a nod Sub
0: <laughs> so the moon has powers. Yeah, and and it should because it's special. I mean, <laughs> we call it the moon. Yeah, it's one of over hundred and sixty moons in our solar system, and it's but not it's our biggest, moon. But it's our moon. Yeah, it's not the biggest moon. It's the fifth largest moon. So we got not
1: perfect. the size. It's the motion of the the, the ocean literally
0: it is literally the motion of the ocean that's what it does but the only reason it has that effect on us is that even though it is um small relatively compared to some of the largest moons in the solar system the ratio of the size from our moon to us is gigantic like other moons like the moons of jupiter jupiter's like this big it's freaking huge and then the moons are like They're big, but comparatively little flecks, you know, like just they're small. Our moon's over a quarter of our diameter. So it's a giant ratio. And that's why it appears to be, well, we'd consider it large in our sky comparatively, but like, it's really not that large in the sky. But um, the fact that we can see it so closely that we can travel to it, that we it has an effect on our tides it's because it is so large and so close and it's larger and closer than other moon planet partners in our solar system Mm -hmm. and it's a lot of what makes it's actually entirely what makes life possible on this planet i think because with the tides i don't know where i remember learning about this probably a biology class but like you know um like the nutrients at the bottom of the ocean, like phytoplankton, that, like the thing that feeds all of the rest of the things. We needed the tides and the currents to bring those things to other parts of the world. Like mm. we need the current to bring like phytoplankton rich waters down from the poles that can feed fish, that can feed us, that can feed the plant life. Like if that tidal forces and the currents didn't happen the growth on earth would stagnate. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to sustain the life that we have. We need wow. the currents of the water. Wow. And Moon gives us those currents and tides. And uh, we're very grateful to her for it. She's beautiful.
1: Thank you, Mother Moon. Mother
0: Thank moon. you. Can um, I ask a question? Yeah.
1: Maybe you know the answer, maybe you don't.
0: I hope I do. <laughs>
1: what is the moon? How did, how did she get there?
0: I do know. I well, okay. I know theories as other people do, but there is one widely accepted theory at this point in time, right? Um, and it kind of took traveling to the moon and getting moon rocks to really solidify this theory because it required um, analysis of the actual chemical composition of the moon before we could just kind of theorize. But here are the four theories <laughs> as I <laughs> get through my legal pad, okay. There are four theories. I'll end with the one that we are pretty confident about. Okay. The first theory that was brought up is the capture theory. We thought, okay, the moon was already its own thing. It's just like a little rocky sphere floating around. And when everything was going crazy in the beginning of the solar system, we had a lot more objects floating around than we do now. Um, We captured the moon in our orbit just as an independent object and it linked up And we just started orbiting each other. That's one theory. We just kind of, it was swinging by and we got it. And then we just, like a lasso, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Second theory is the fission theory. This one's a little closer to what may have happened, but essentially when the Earth was forming and it was molten hot, before it cooled down. It was spinning
1: Molten hot.
0: It, was so on. it was spinning so fast. And it just <laughs> spun so rocks. fast. Spinning. That a big chunk of the earth just got ripped off. Ripped <laughs> It's I, could you imagine that happening? I feel like
1: I can actually very vividly picture it in my brain.
0: Yeah. I mean it would probably take I don't know how long it would actually take a chunk of a planet to rip off. I imagine it happening in a few seconds in my mind, but I feel like it would take several hundreds of thousands of years. I, I don't really know right how it would work. But apparently, according to this theory, the earth was spinning so quickly and was so molten that a chunk was ripped off and kind of kaploop like a lava lamp, you know, when
1: not kaploop.
0: Kaploop. And <laughs> Kaploop, there's the moon. <laughs> Ooh,
1: merch, buy now. <laughs> kaploop,
0: there's um, the moon.
1: <laughs> I would buy that t shirt. We need to think about merch because that's really where we're going to make our money. Just saying.
0: And I feel like, yeah, okay, I would like to make merch because NASA is making a huge push for merch, I find. Every time I'm walking down the street, I see a kid with a NASA shirt on, which is cool. I
1: bought a NASA shirt the other day.
0: Uh, from where?
1: TJ Maxx.
0: TJ Maxx, because I saw a bunch at HM. I really think there's something strategic happening with NASA merchandise where they're like trying to get the logo out there again because things are about to really start going down. And yeah, then they're, they're like going to go
1: to Mars go. in like a year or some shit like that, right?
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to go to the moon before 2024. <sighs> fission theory. Um, okay. Yeah. What's really cool about fission theory? is that they think, the the people who, who put this forth, they believe that the part of the earth that was ripped out to form the moon is where the Pacific Ocean now is. Because it's just such a big stretch of water. Yeah. That... But then again, there's like the whole issue with... Te- this is not the widely accepted theory right now because we do have tectonic plates. We do have a moving man- uh, moving crust. Yeah. Um, so the Pacific Ocean continues to expand in size. But like the, the thought was, look at this big blank space on our globe. It must have been because a chunk of the Earth got ripped off and formed the moon.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but we've moved past that. Then there is the accretion theory, and this is an idea that the moon similar to the earth was just formed from all the gas and dust from, from um, that was just kind of floating around the solar system. Exactly how the earth formed, um, the moon formed, it was pretty close to us and we just started kind of revolving around each other. This, however, does not explain the the moon's peculiar orbit in that it, it, in the time that it goes around us, it also rotates only once. That wouldn't be the case if it was, if they were like two binary things, if the moon was already spinning, like it wouldn't it wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, I'm not an astronomer.
1: It's okay, we're doing our best here.
0: Yeah, but that's again, not the theory that is currently accepted. The so theory currently accepted theory? is the coolest one. Okay. The giant impact theory.
1: Ooh,
0: What we believe has happened is the earth was um, cooling down, but it wasn't totally cool. It was hot as hell. And uh, (laughs) there was a lot of lava. There was a lot of explosions and it was still being heavily impacted. So this happened during a time in the solar system when there were so many more things floating around. Impacts were happening all the time things were constantly running into each other exploding forming new things like it was just a very chaotic time in our solar systems history <laughs> the earth was just trying to do its own thing <laughs> it was our solar systems adolescence if you will she was a bitch she was on a rampage she was impacting everything she could um we believe that a mars sized planet which we have named theia Collided with the Earth Okay So this is Earth-sized planet and a Mars-sized planet This is giant That's why it's called the giant impact theory So we think Mm -hmm. Theia ran into the Earth Boom, gigantic explosion All of the clutter and debris left from that impact A mixture of Earth and Theia formed the moon Here is why we believe this to be true the composition of the moon is very similar to that of earth we're talking the actual elements in the crust mm-hmm. the differences are um do you know about isotopes I'll, I'll explain isotopes
1: i've heard isotopes but i don't think i can tell you what isotope is
0: isotopes are different versions of the same element The only thing that's different is the atomic weight of that element. So you may have a couple more neutrons to make a heavier oxygen, for example. So Mm -hmm. a more complex oxygen. Okay, this is going to talk about chlorine more than oxygen, but the the point is the same. We're looking at similarities between the elements, but also differences, Mm -hmm. and questioning where those differences came from. Because if, if it was just ripped from Earth, it should be exactly the same. Right. So why is there different types of chlorine? There's a higher concentration of heavy chlorine on the moon. So chlorine that has more neutrons in the, in the nucleus, chlorine that's just a little bit different than our chlorine. So we're like, why did that happen? Um, and same thing with oxygen. The moon has different types of oxygen in its crust, just like stuff that we don't find on earth, but it's so similar that we're like some of it had to come from us, but some of it had to come from somewhere else. And so we really do think the moon is part Earth and part Theia, part this other planet. So that's our commonly accepted theory right now. But the moon's also weird because not only is it probably this combination of two different astronomical objects, one of them being us, but the two sides of the moon are vastly different the Mm -hmm. side that faces us and the dark side of the moon. They're different. And we didn't know what the dark side looked like until the Russians took a picture of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Russians. Um, They sent a probe around in 19... When is the... 1959, the Soviet Union at the time sent a a Luna 3 space probe around the moon. This is the first time we ever saw it. They took a picture of it. And they were like, huh, what, that's weird. It was almost. <laughs> they were like,
1: that's Huh, that is weird. That is very weird. It does Plan, not look, look like. This. It... Look, am I crazy? That's weird, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> look at this side of moon, because on our side of the moon, when you look up, um, it's like Balachi. There are light areas and dark areas. Some people see a man on the moon. Uh, some cultures see different things, you know, but we're able to interpret some type of image because there's a combination of light areas and dark areas. I'll explain right. what those are in a second. But on the other side of the moon, it's almost, there are no dark areas. It's almost entirely this, the thick crust and craters and like, Mountains, like it's almost entirely highlands is how you'd describe it. There's a combination of highlands, which are like the rocky, dusty, whitish areas of the moon, and then the lower levels called maria. Those are Mm -hmm. the deeper colors, they're flat, they're smooth. Um, So the far side has almost no maria, which is Latin for seas, by the way, because what they used to be are seas of lava that hardened over, we'll go into that in a second. But the other side, we're like, why does it have no evidence of this lava flow? And we believe it is because when the orbits of the moon and earth synced up, however that happened, whether they were two independent objects or whether it was the collision that formed the moon, the earth was still so hot and the moon was so much closer to the earth than it is right now that we cooked the moon
1: whoa we
0: cooked it (laughs) all right we were so hot we had so much heat coming off of us that the crust on the side of the moon facing us just turned into like oozy lava and it was just flowing because the crust on the side of the moon closest to us is like drastically thinner than the crust on the other side of the moon right so Um
1: we just baked that shit like a loaf of bread.
0: That's right, we definitely did. <laughs> we wow. baked the moon. Um, <clears throat> and then everything cooled off and it's the way it is now. But um, that is the idea that, that scientists have at the moment, that that explains the difference in the, the, the depth of the crust and the difference in the visual components of the Maria and the Highlands. So, yeah, now, I'm really glad I learned about this before I went on the roof last night because last night I found out was National Observe the Moon Day or National Observe the Moon And Day.
1: I didn't get you anything? That's crazy. Oh, yeah,
0: how dare you?
1: I know, disrespect.
0: I got myself a telescope. <laughs> 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 but I couldn't figure out how to... I'm, I'm not an engineer, you know. I'm not an astronomer. I couldn't figure out how to screw the nut into the telescope because it just like wasn't
1: it i looked at time? it closer
0: later and i could see how it can be done but i i couldn't do it right so i i've used duct tape to secure my telescope to the tripod
1: as long as it works
0: it did work i i can't tell you it was cloudy when i went up there but the reason the moon was so cool last night <clears throat> it's almost a full moon and the luminosity of it was really at a high like it was so bright
1: is it almost a full moon i could definitely feel that
0: it's almost a full moon um so i went up there and their clouds were covering it i was like where is the moon you know when like you see a cloud pass in front of it and you see it try and peek through for a second you're like oh there you are and then the clouds cleared for a moment and i put my telescope and i tried to really like i found the moon i looked in it and i went oh my god I was like, "Oh, oh, fuck! That's fucking amazing!" It was a. I kept talking to myself on the roof of my apartment building. Yeah, it's un, it's unbelievable. Like you see it from here, and it just looks white and like shiny. It's very pretty. When you look through the telescope, you can see craters you can see the line that separates the light from the dark side it's called the terminator the Terminator. Mm. it's pretty cool terminator it's you can see it so clearly you can see everything you can see like the seas you can see lava flows like rivers that were carved out by lava it was the most beautiful thing like i just never looked at it that closely before And it also made me realize, like, when there's a colony on the moon, which there will be, we're we're gonna be able to see it from Earth, which I think is fun. You
1: can see what's going on up there. Just check it out. can
0: see what's going on up there. If there's like, if there's like a, hopefully there will be a space station orbiting the moon um, in the future, probably just a few short years. um, I think we'll be able to see that with like a telescope at home. And I love that. Wow, again, I'm not being funny today. I just am excited about the moon. I just fucking love the moon. <laughs> She's so beautiful. Um, so more about the moon's <laughs> structure. <laughs> um, so very similar to the earth. I don't know. I kind of thought the moon was just a cold rock. Like you look at it and you're that like, it like, No, it has a liquid core, just like the earth. It has a hot liquid core. It's not as hot as our core. But of course not. it's got that liquid, hot, hot core. It has a mantle that's most likely also very hot liquid. However, this is the difference. The crust of the moon is much thicker and colder than our crust. Like our actual crust, where the tectonic plates are, where we live, it's pretty thin because they move around on top of this mantle of liquid, of, of um, molten rock. The moon yeah. doesn't have that. It's... The the heat is much farther from the surface, so um you're not going to see things change on the moon unless it's because of impacts of craters or of asteroids or something like that. That's that's what you're going to see. Like the the moon doesn't have continents like we do because it doesn't have water and it doesn't have tectonic plates. Um, well, that was misleading. I said it doesn't have water. It, what?
1: The moon has water?
0: The moon has so much water. The moon this has enough time? water. It has it right now. It's what? Just, It's in the form of ice.
1: So we just gotta go melt that shit and we'll get some moon water.
0: egg exactly. This makes colonization a very likely event because yeah. water is heavy, difficult to transport, the yeah. water is already there. We can have people on the moon because there's enough water. There's over a billion tons. of A billion tons or a billion... Let me, let me check, let me check. Yes, there's over a billion tons of ice water. And the, the type of water, when I say water, I don't mean it's like funky space water. It would taste, it would, it's like this Poland spring.
1: Are you sure? No, maybe not. You probably have to do something. Bacteria? <laughs> Come on. This is how the apocalypse starts.
0: You this probably have it. to do something to it. But, um, we could drink it.
1: I ain't drinking no moon water unless that shit is triple filtered. Uh-uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's pro- I mean, I imagine a commercial right now that's like, Brita: filter your moon water before you drink it. Like, for people living on the moon colony. Do you see so- that commercial happening?
1: I do see that. I can see a whole marketing around moon water, you know?
0: They'd sell it on Earth, you know it. Oh, yeah.
1: And rich white ladies would put it in their moisturizer. I would put it in my moisturizer. The chick oh.
0: from Married at First Sight would be like, oh my God, I can get mo- water directly from the moon. I don't have to put a glass out on my... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That That's you wild that body. there's water on the
1: moon, though. I had no idea. I
0: didn't know that either. I feel like we were always looking for that like, especially the Apollo missions, when they first went, I think they were curious about if there was water on the moon. I don't know how or when we found it, but, um, confirmed there is water on the moon. It is, um, it's not, it would be difficult to access, but we could do it. We'd probably have to drill because it's at the bottom of craters. So there are some craters that just due to the moon's position and due to the way the sun hits it, these craters have the bottom has been in the dark for billions of years like these craters have never seen the light of day and so that is where the ice water sits waiting for us to leave the earth tap into it and and drink that moon water
1: drink that moon water baby
0: i wonder who will be the first to drink the moon water
1: might be you you never know you never I mean, know i don't think first I'm comedian in space
0: my Tess Saperstein asked me the other day, um, oh, this was the coolest thing. I have to admit, I felt like a superhero because we were, um, where were we in the city? That, we were overlooking the Hudson River, like overlooking New Jersey. The moon was above New Jersey. And um, I was like, what is that in the sky? Like that just looks, it looks, it could be a plane, but it's not blinking. Maybe it's a satellite. It looks really bright. And I was like, huh, it looks so steady. And I was like, look up there, Tess. And I'm like, well, let me just check my app, my Space Spot app.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it said ISS overhead. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, that's the International Space Station. <laughs> <And> it, went <laughs> over. it went right over New York City. And I was like, holy fuck, that was so cool. So I felt like a god because I spotted it and I was like, yes, that is the international space. <laughs> I wish I could time it perfectly with something. <laughs> but so uh, where was I going with that? I don't know. Definitely. Oh, she asked me if I would ever go to space. Like, really, like if it yeah. became a thing, would I go to space? And... Really, um, you'd have to give me like at least two hot lady astronauts to take to come with me, because that's the only way I'm gonna feel secure. I would feel terrified any other way.
1: I will only go if Sunita Williams can hug me the whole time.
0: Absolutely, that's definitely if that's As long as I can like
1: ride into space in her arms.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be how you'd get me to go
1: i think if they made it you know financially feasible enough and a bunch of people had done it before me and i was confident that it wasn't going to be like a hindenburg situation like yeah i would i would do it i would do it for sure
0: okay talked about the theories we talked about how our moon's like special it's special
1: she is special um
0: we talked about maria and highlands those are the two main Geographic features on the moon, if you will, these lava oceans that have cooled over Mm -hmm. and then these these heavily cratered um, areas and these mountains that have kind of formed from from these impacts. Um, The moon doesn't have an atmosphere like us. So the reason that we've been immune from many of the same impacts that have affected the moon is not because we weren't in the path of them. We definitely were. We're close enough to the moon. It's the closest astronomical object to us. And it's the one that we know the most about. But um, a lot of things that enter our atmosphere, especially if they're small, they'll burn up and we don't feel the effect. The moon, anything is going to hit it like something the size of this mug could leave a could leave a mark on the moon. It's not going to burn up. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, well, unless it's going super, super, you know what I'm saying. It, everything, yeah. everything can leave an impact on the moon. And it is very it's a dusty surface. There's a lot of, you know, like it's just there's no erosion. You're going to see the impact of everything, which is why we can see all the craters on the moon. Mm-hmm. the size very dramatically they can be a couple yards or they can be like kilometers long and some of the largest craters have this splash zone if you will where like if you imagine a very clear picture of the moon yes around the craters like there are these It looks white compared to everything else, but like kind of like spindly, like it looks like.
1: I can see it.
0: You see it like a, like a paintball splatter. Yes. And it's white. It's just more reflective than the other areas. That is the splash zone of that impact. All the material that was like. Uh, Wait, I can probably show you a picture, actually.
1: Uh, Oh, right. I don't have to just use my imagination. I can Google it.
0: Oh, no, I can see you. I can show you right here. Share screen. Do you see this? Do you see see this crater?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all
0: of these, like, stripy things. Same with here. All these stripy things. Yeah. That's just the material that was churned up by that impact and that's just it it's like it's like art really it's cosmic art it's like someone just threw Ooh,
1: <laughs> cosmic art t-shirt idea cosmic okay. art or band name mm, we'll oh, see i'm okay. gonna write it down either way cosmic okay, cool. art
0: <laughs> spelled oh, with a. I i love that feature of the moon i think that's really cool and Something really weird about craters as well, especially the huge ones, you expect it to just be flat and the edges are raised. Yeah. A lot of craters have a peak in the middle, like a little mountain. And we're like, what the hell is that?
1: What the hell is that?
0: It is because the material that is like dispersed out, it comes back, it splashes back up in the middle. We'll talk about the phases real quick, and I'm not going to get them confused like I did in Mr. D'Amato's fourth grade class. I like I how a- that's
1: the, like, the one test that you failed in your life.
0: It is. I was so upset at myself. I don't fail- The amount of
1: tests that I've literally gotten a 0% on would shock you.
0: Probably. I mean, well, no, I know you. I know. I know you.
1: <laughs> I, know, I know you're a dumbass. You're, a
0: dumbass. <laughs> you're not a dumbass. You just didn't care as much as I did about, like, number grades.
1: No. Um, Well, who asks for your grades now?
0: Exactly. See, I wish I had lived my life more like you. I I stress myself out about that to no end.
1: I don't stress BB. I just trust in Jesus H. Christ.
0: (laughs) Because Jesus isn't going to ask for your GPA.
1: You don't need a 4.0 to get into heaven. I know that for a fact.
0: HPA means nothing. HPA? HPA? HPA causes cancer, (laughs) all right? you don't remember honors point average versus grade point average
1: we had an honors point average Girl, that's I don't right but it might
0: as well grade. be hail point average because uh, you're <laughs> not getting into heaven you don't need you know it. where
1: you need a four point out of getting to hail
0: hail <laughs> um the moon's phases yes it goes through all eight of them every month every and month every month and the word month in pretty much all of the human languages is associated with the word moon.
1: The moon, yes. They're,
0: yeah, their word for moon and their word for month, usually a very similar word because yep. we see the moon go through these changes every single month of the year. Okay. And what those changes are yep. it starts with new moon. It looks like there's no moon in the sky. Right. Why this is happening is because the moon is between us and the sun. So we don't see the sun. the The sun is not illuminating the side of the moon that we are looking at. So yeah. to us, it appears like it is not there at all. Oh shit! Sometimes, if the moon passes right between us and the sun, we'll have an eclipse situation.
1: I've heard about those. Yes,
0: yeah. but um, for the most part, it's not complete. Usually it's not exactly aligned, but the principle stands that we are not seeing the side of the moon facing us illuminated. So it appears that it is not there at all. Yeah. As the month continues to go on, the moon moves farther away from the sun in our sky. Yeah. And that is when we see little slices of it. Right. So when it's a little bit farther away from the sun, we'll see a crescent. Okay. That's the part of the moon I know it's kind of complicated to imagine because you have to like really think of it in 3D. But
1: oh no, thinking in 3D.
0: Oh, another thing about the new moon because the moon is pretty much right where the sun is in the sky, it's technically up during the day and down at night. It rises with the sun and sets with the sun.
1: Oh, well, we can still see it even though it's like technically set.
0: We can't see it at all. We, when it's new moon,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Rising with the
0: sun, it's setting with the sun, and it appears that there's no moon. Uh Uh-huh. A little bit later in the month, when it moves a little bit, it's not directly in line with the sun anymore, so we can see a sliver of it. And it rises a little bit after the sun and sets a little bit after the sun.
1: Got it. So we can see
0: a little bit more of it. Then it moves a little farther in the sky. The sun, we can see even more of the moon, because now the moon's like over here, to our left, and the sun is right in front of us. This is the first quarter. It's so hard to explain, but like. (laughs) No, wait, I got this. I wanna
1: follow you, I really do, I really do. I wanna get it. I wanna get it, I just don't get it.
0: Moon, sun. Earth, moon, sun, do you see that?
1: Yes, thank you for labeling them.
0: This is new moon.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Earth, moon, sun. This is the first quarter. Got it. You got it? Got it. Okay. Um, so.
1: I think these visual aids will really help our podcast. Yeah. List I-
0: <laughs> Look it up, everyone. Just look up a diagram. I'll post <laughs> it. I'll post this drawing where I've X'd through the first one and drawn a yeah. second one. right. Not
1: me. just like x through it. Like there's pieces of paper ripped through Yeah, that. I
0: X'd through it really hard. Yeah.
1: You're like, and now this is
0: done and we're moving to this <laughs> one. Uh, after the first quarter. Oh, so we have a waxing crescent. For... So it's new moon. Thank then you. we see a little sliver waxing crescent then we see a whole half of it but we only call this the first quarter okay because it's the first quarter of the month um after that we have a waxing gibbous it's getting a little bit bigger a little bit bigger
1: that's what the fuck a gibbous is yes yeah
0: when we are on earth and the sun is in front of us and the moon is behind us the sun is completely illuminating the moon we have a full moon yeah we see all of the moon Um, Then the second half of the month starts. Then we have a waning gibbous. We see a little bit less of the moon. Then we have, uh, you know, I'm going to call it half moon but it's another one of the quarter things. I don't know if it's a second quarter. That doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's third quarter. Yeah. But it's a half moon again. We see exactly half of it illuminated when we're, you know, at a 90 degree angle with with it. (laughs) You know know what I'm saying? Then we see even a little bit less. We have a waning crescent. Okay. And then boom, we're back to new moon. It's right between us and the sun, so we can't see it.
1: So new moon, waxing crescent, Mm
0: -hmm. waxing gibbous. Yep. Full moon. New moon, waxing crescent, first quarter.
1: First quarter, half moon, waxing gibbous. Full moon. Full moon, waning gibbous. Mm -hmm. Half. Half, half half mm-hmm. w- waning crescent uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. also a great name for a band <laughs> and or a good t-shirt idea and then new moon
0: new moon again that's sure. correct happens every month um yeah
1: now i'll be able to say it would you look at that gorgeous waning gibbous in the sky
0: absolutely right now september 27th it is still a waxing gibbous our full moon is on october 1st okay um that will be and
1: then then it'll be a waning gibbous
0: absolutely yes you're so right (laughs) you're so right
1: i i'd be i'd be learning things here you would not
0: have failed that exam i just got waxing and waning mixed up cuz wax
1: on wane off.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's how that goes.
0: Um what else do I want to say about this? So the times of that moon rise and set change throughout the month. So when it's new moon, the moon and sun are rising and setting at a very similar time. Yeah. As you get toward full moon, the difference becomes greater to the point where at full moon, when the sun rises, the moon is setting. And when the sun sets, the moon is rising.
1: Right. Because they're on polar opposite sides. Yeah. Got it.
0: Yeah. That's what I have to say about moon phases. And the way that we see the moon depends entirely on on just two things. It is how we interpret. Here, wait, I got this. (laughs) (laughs) The phase of the moon that we see depends on two things. It depends on the direction that the sun is hitting the moon. Yeah and it depends on the angle that we see the moon from the earth are the only two things and they are shockingly consistent over all of human history we have been become very good at lunar cycles and knowing what what time of year it is because of the moon knowing even what time is good to plant things because of the moon what moon is good for this type of crop like we've really gone into this as humans We're that's people... why we
1: have like a harvest moon yeah well yeah. Good job, humans.
0: Yeah, we've done a wonderful job and the moon's made it easy for us to observe thanks to her consistency. She's uh, consistent.
1: We love a consistent queen. Yes. Honestly.
0: She is the consistency queen.
1: That's what it takes to win. Consistency.
0: Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. She could have been flashy. She could have been zipping all over the sky, but she's like, "I'm going to stay in this spot. I'm going to spin once, and you're going to watch <laughs> me while I do it." <laughs>
1: That's a direct quote from the moon. From
0: the moon. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, so those are the phases of the moon. And the witchcraft that I looked into did encourage me to <laughs> align my meditations with, with the moon phases. And when the moon is waxing, that's your time to to ask for growth and to learn new lessons and, and um, invite things into your life when the moon mm-hmm. is waxing. Then at full moon, you harvest. Right. Then when it wanes, that's your time for quiet contemplation and reflection. Okay. Then at new moon, you start again. What do you want to manifest in your life? Make that happen throughout when the moon is growing. At full moon, reap your harvest. And then take that time of rest again. So that monthly cycle of building up something, collecting, and then resting. And that's you know, it's what happens every month. Also, you know, there's periods too, but we don't have to go into that. But like, <laughs> we just love to be talking about their moon and their period, you know, at the same time. But I won't. Um,
1: <laughs> but, I, but I won't go there. But I won't. Y'all, y'all, y'all aren't ready for that conversation.
0: Would I lie in an open field bleeding into a pile of hay under a full moon? Yes, I would. But <laughs> That's just me. Wow. I feel like that would be magic.
1: That's a very strong visual that I now have of you. Just fully <laughs> starfished in a field.
0: That's right.
1: Underneath the full moon.
0: I walk down a row of crops, just like gently bleeding on all of them. And they'd grow As so As Fleetwood Mac
1: just plays in the background.
0: <laughs> Thunder only happens when it's raining. I feel like that's it. Um, right. Just to sum it up, the moon and us are, we are intertwined. We need the moon. I don't know if the moon needs us, but Mm. we desperately need the moon and we're going to live on it one day. That is not up for debate. There's enough water there. Human, we can do it. We've been there before. We're going there again. We're going to have the first woman on the moon in the next few short years. It's happening. We are going to be going back to the moon and so are other countries. It's not just NASA. Other countries are planning trips back to the moon as well. So, in a very short period of time, definitely within our lifetime, mm-hmm. we will see people on the moon living and uh, I don't know what their jobs would be, but I imagine working and- How about,
1: how about no money on the moon? How about that's? I like that idea.
0: Revolutionary idea.
1: They ain't no money on the moon. Mm-mm.
0: Just Bitcoin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not Bitcoin.
0: We use Bitcoin on our lunar colony. Oh God! No, and what I they mean, like,
1: humans to fuck up the moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I think we'll use the moon for, and what the show on Netflix Away has already used the moon for, which I think was very creative, is um, on the mission to Mars. They did not launch from from Earth. They launched Ooh. from the moon, and this is because to get through the Earth's atmosphere you need an incredible amount of thrust. The moon does not have the same gravity or atmosphere. So you could send something much heavier. You could send a lot more spaceship into space with a lot less power. Mm. So I think we definitely will be using the moon as a launching site to go farther into deep space.
1: Ooh la la. It's very la, cool. La, la la la. I
0: love it. The moon is beautiful. And I'm telling you, when I looked at it in that telescope last night, I nearly cried. <laughs>
1: I nearly wept.
0: <laughs> I nearly wept at the beauty of the cratered surface of our moon, our majestic moon.
1: <laughs> majestic.
0: She's beautiful. Um, I highly suggest it. I highly suggest I hope next time you go outside and look up at the moon, you don't think that's just a rock in the sky. You well, make, me... That's our sister planet. That is well, not a planet. It's a moon. But it's our sister. She's part of us. She's yeah. part of something else. She has water. She's she has a molten core. She has craters. I'll move on. <laughs> that's So, uh, (laughs) that's the moon. Let's talk about a hot astronaut. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, Dad astronaut.
1: Who's it going to be this week, Michaela?
0: Well, first I want to mention that Nicole Stott did comment on our Instagram and it made me so happy.
1: It made me happy.
0: I'm so glad.
1: I'm dead inside.
0: (laughs) No, Nicole Stott's a wonderful, um, a wonderful person. And she's, she's delightfully active on social media so it was very nice to hear from her and she said thank you for your kind words and she and loved the video she, like, I, listened
1: to the whole, maybe she listened to the whole podcast i don't think and she then,
0: listened at all to the podcast but i think she flipped through she
1: what the <laughs> words we talked about her right yeah.
0: <laughs> nicole stott but today we're not talking about nicole stott anymore
1: who 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 are we talking about this week
0: anne mclean anne
1: mclean you are a dead
0: Anne McLean is, um, I believe, the only open lesbian astronaut that we Go. have right now.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah. So for that, kudos, Anne. <laughs> amazing. Oh <my>
1: God. Just...
0: <laughs> Thank you, Anne, for being oh. gay and being oh. in space.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Anne, is, Anne is pretty amazing. She has a heavy military background, she was in the Army. She's a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army. She went to West Point in 2002, and she studied aeronautical engineering. Mechanical and aeronautical engineering. Then she went to England to the University of Bath and then the University of Bistro... Then she went to England. (laughs) She went to the University of Bath and the University of Bristol where she got Masters of Science in Aerospace Engineering and International Relations. Wow. She has flown 216 combat missions. She has flown a lot of aircraft, she was in Iraq, she was all over the world, and her call sign, so everyone has, um when they're flying their planes, as I mime driving a car. Mm-hmm. When, they're, when they're flying this their is planes. How
1: you drive a car like this, yeah. like milking a cow. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 10 and 2. <laughs> um, when you're in a fighter jet, you have a call sign, because they can't just be like, hey, Anne McLean." They have to make it more complicated and adorable than that. So her call sign is animal, but animal with two Ns, because her name's is Aww. Anne. Aww. <laughs> I love it. But yes, that's her call sign. Um, you can follow her on Twitter, at Astro which is kind of cool. Um, it is hot. Definitely hot. She's totally hot. And according to her NASA biography, these are the activities that she enjoys. Tell me if you've heard anything gayer. Okay. Weightlifting, rugby, yep. golf, oh. <laughs> biking, crossfit, and running.
1: She must be in incredible shape.
0: She has a lot of awards, like Army Awards, Space Awards, all the awards. But she was on the United States Rugby Women's National Team.
1: Even my nips are hard. That's
0: <laughs> so that's Anne McLean. And she is still an active astronaut. And she may very well be the first woman on the moon.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. All right. That was fun.
1: Yeah. What are we? Uh. What are we talking about next week?
0: I don't know. Um. Any curiosities that you have?
1: Um. I don't know, girl. This is your space podcast. You know, I don't like space that much. Um, it's
0: our space podcast. <laughs> Hi, I need some space listeners. Next week we are talking about astrology and horoscopes, and we're joined by very special guest Becca Marcus. So hope you join us. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.